What? Listen to beer and music? Listen to music and taste beer, more like it. Or drink music and drink taste music and beer. listen to beer. You know, you can listen to beer. Yeah, why not? You can, like, put your ear up to the glass and listen to the bubbles pop. And you can taste music, kind of. Yeah. I mean... Because we do it all on American <laughs> Brews and Tunes. Yeah. Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song. It's a good song, just as it should song, American Brews and Tunes. Shibbity-beeby-dow! Welcome to another fun one-off episode of American Brews and Tunes. My name is Stephen Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. Well, what did we do last week? Last week was our repeating week. Uh, you listened to Sum 41 and I listened to... Who did I listen to? You listened... Why are we drawing blanks on that? It's just I don't know. Nay, but a week ago. Switchfoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Classic. Yep, Classic forgetfulness. Yeah, so that was a, that was a fun episode, uh, but we're back with Always a one-off. A and I think we said last week what that one-off was, but we did, yes. uh, in case you forget, it is the album Swimming by the late Mac Miller. Yes. Uh, his final album, uh, Good Listen. So we uh, are here to review that for you. We wanted to do that because of the Grammys... Well, yeah. when we recorded the last episode, the Grammys were about to happen. Yep. They have since happened. We'll touch upon that later, I suppose. Sounds good to me. Um, before we jump in and swim with Mac Miller, um, shall we have a beer? Yeah, we shall. Um, and this week, for some reason, Steve is deciding to keep the beer a secret from me. Secret, secret. Our fun secret secrets help everyone, right? Um, I don't really know why he's deciding to keep it a secret, uh, but... Hopefully, there's a good reason behind it. It's a theme beer. Theme beer. Okay, so let's try to think. But before you reveal it, before you turn around, okay, Mac Miller, he's from Pittsburgh. Steve is from Pittsburgh. He's a rapper. Uh, he's a rapper, and he he is... Hear that? It's a bottle. It, <laughs> yeah. It's a bottle. Okay, Look so away. is it... Are you that gonna, bottle. Are you going to open it? No, I'm not going to open it. Okay, are you going to reveal it? Yep. Okay. I'm going to turn around and Jesse's going to say the beer and his reaction. Three, two, <gasps> one! <laughs> I get it now. What is it? It's Miller High Life. Why on earth would I choose that? Because Mac Miller. And more specifically, his third, I believe it was his third, mixtape was called The High Life. <laughs> Classic. Classic. Well, this is going to be a very interesting review for a, for beer. <laughs> we don't typically review macro <laughs> brews no. on this podcast. I think there was we only, only have... one time before that we did. And that was because it was reviewing the first legal beer that we had. Um, so yes. we are drinking the champagne of beers. No, we also had it on that Menzinger's episode. Oh, yes. That uh, that Budweiser. The amber Budweiser. Copper, copper lager. Yeah. yeah. But this one, we're having the Miller High Life self-proclaimed champagne of beers. Yeah. <laughs> um, established in 1903, you know, uh, in Milwaukee. What a great place for brewing, though, let's what be is, honest. Uh, what does champagne of beers even mean? 
It means like trying to say this is what you have at special occasions. Yeah, like champagne, you have like celebratory, like you have it on New Year's Day or something like that. New Year's Eve, just like it's I mean, a New Year's Eve celebration. Yeah. <laughs> you can have it New Year's Day if you really wanted to. I'm not going to stop you. Mm, um, yeah, I mean, maybe you should though. There was one day I had peanut butter sandwich and champagne. What, what was that day for? It was New Year's Day. Oh, <laughs> I was watching The Godfather. It was a good day. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we're having uh, this in honor of Mac Miller. Uh, I don't yeah. know if he liked Miller High Life. Who knows? Um, I'm what not really sure if he liked name? beer too much in general. I think he may have been more of a liquor fan. Yes. Um, but there so. was a fun video on YouTube. There's a YouTube channel called First We Feast. They're the ones who yeah. do the Hot Ones interview in which interviewers do uh, an interview and have hot wings. <laughs> uh, but this one is a different segment on the same channel called That's Weird, Let's Drink It, or That's Odd, Let's Drink It. Okay. And it's the... The like the owner and brewer from Dogfish Head. I can't oh, remember his name. Sam, really? whatever his he name came is. Into it? Yeah. He he hosts it, and on this ep- he like he, he gets a strange Wait, he hosts beer it for those for that for the, that channel. The channel name is called First We Feast, and that little show on and the channel is called That's oh, Odd. Let's Drink It. Interesting. So he has a weird beer, and then he like he brings people on to try it. Cool. Like there was one beer where he had mace inside the beer. Mace. Yeah. Like in, pepper spray. Yes. Like some type of mace. Whatever's in mace. What. I, I don't really know ex- exactly That's what weird. went into it, but they wanted to make a spicy beer and see how it went. Huh. Um, so they decided to use mace instead of like peppers. Yeah. Uh, but he had Mac Miller on once. Oh, really? And he gave him a like a some type of bur- like barrel aged or like a strong ale or something. Yeah. Um, and he kind of gave Mac Miller the rundown on on beer. And I think he he's like, hey, Mac, I, I, I had dreams of being a rapper once. Will you listen to my rhymes and give me a critique? <laughs> and he did a terrible rap for him. I think Mac was like, it was a good start, but you got a little work to do. <laughs> it's very funny, but classic. Um, not our Mac Miller. We're having Miller High Life. Yes. Um, check that mixtape out. It was a fun one. It came out, I think, in two thousand nine, when Could he be, was yeah. uh, a wee child. Yeah. In high school. Very young. Yeah. Whenever he started. So I guess we'll give our honest opinion about Miller High Life as we uh, yes, drink it. Yes, we will. And it is a twist off bottle. Yeah. So let's just kind of open them up then. Yeah. You don't really crack that. You just. No, you just kind of twist, twist that. It. It's almost like opening a 20-ounce bottle of pop. It is. It really is. Except it's a metal cap and uh, a glass bottle. It's worth noting that I am pouring my champagne of beers <laughs> into a nice stemmed drinking glass. <laughs> yeah. um, so it almost looks like I am drinking champagne. And I'm pouring mine into a regular pint glass. A political uh, pint glass. A very political pint glass from whenever uh, the, the election 2016 with... election with Donald Trump. Yeah. And Very, very funny. It has a cartoonish picture of him on it, and it says, it says "Big plans, small hands." 2016. <laughs> Hilarious, <laughs> very topical. Well, what do we say about this beer? It it actually doesn't have um, a terrible head. No, uh, it's a little more foamy than I thought. Uh, it's a very light golden color. What yeah, I would expect. Clear, very very clear. It I, looks I, clean. I could, you could say that once we drink this, we're going to be living the high life. Yeah, it smells like. The grains that I would expect it to be there. Maybe some adjunct grains. Maybe yeah. corn. I don't know. I mean, probably some corn. Some yeah. of the, the malts. Definitely smells, smells like sweet. just a straight up American lager. Yeah. Let's uh, give it a cheers and give it a try. Let's see if we can confirm what we have already let All you right. guys know. We're going to give our cheers and then then do another cheers to Mac Miller. That's right. Okay. Cheers. And cheers to Mac Miller. Miller. <laughs> So I was trying to say what you said at the same time, but I, I, know. <laughs> I didn't really tell you what we were going to say. Down the hatch. All right, let's give it a shot. Well, there's not much hot presence there. Nope. It's very... It's, uh, it's got a... Uh, that malty sweetness. 
Yeah, it definitely. But has, not malty. Um, mm, yeah, I know corny what you're sweetness about. almost. It's a it's a malty sweetness that's mask that's being wait. What am I trying to say here? Imagine the corn, the corny sweetness, mm-hmm. it put on a mask to try to mask the actual flavor. And they're like, the corn's like, I'm a malt. I'm malty. He's like, he's like, like, it's Halloween. I'm candy corn, everyone. And we're like, no, you're not. You're real corn. And then Scooby-Doo and Shaggy pop in and they're like, or Fred's like, why don't we see who this villain truly is? And, and Scooby's then like, rip off the mask. <laughs> Did you say Scooby's like that? Yeah, yeah he's like. He's like, he's like, it's candy corn. Like, oh, zoink, Scoob, there's the monster. Classic. And then Fred's like, that's not the monster, Shaggy, and pulls it off, and it's just a kernel of corn. Yeah. No malts. Kernel corn. But it's still, I mean, to, in all honesty, it doesn't taste terrible. No, it's not bad. I, I kind of like it when it's ice cold. There's not much substance to it. No. But it's an easy drinker. But again, it's ice cold right now. Like we yeah, said true. before, uh, when a beer warms up, you can actually taste the flavors better. So as this warms up, I think the flavor will decrease. Will definitely dissipate. Get a little, there will a little be worse flavor. a strange bitterness normally whenever a lo- American lager gets kind of warm. Like it's a weird. It just doesn't taste as pleasant anymore. Yeah. But we'll let you know what we think as it warms up. Yeah. Hey, I'd like to drink this fast before it warms up, but... Have you had a Miller High Life before? Yeah, I've had... Uh, I don't think I have. I've had quite a few. I like Miller High Life. It's fine. Yeah. It's like the, like, Coors and Coors Light. It's your... Budweiser, uh, Bud Light. Miller High Life. Miller Light. Miller Light. But I will say this. When I was buying this, I saw there was a Miller High Life Light. Oh. Which kind of confused me. Yeah. But... I'm not going to touch upon that because I don't really know why that's there. Who knows? doesn't really matter. It's the light champagne of beers. I don't know. <laughs> shall we delve into this album? We shall. Let's do it. All right. Let's, uh, let's go swimming. I guess let's... Uh, do you want to kind of lay a couple of... Lay some groundwork? General, general themes and general sounds. Yeah. Whatever else I'll that's going to be uh, happening. We'll just lay the framework. Yeah. This came out on August 3rd. 2018 so it's a yes, relatively it new album it's probably the newest album we've reviewed on this podcast most of ours are usually at least a year old yes i think i think you're right yeah, the only n- the only recent one that we've had that was newish was frank turner's be more kind and that's even older than this yeah that, that came out in may yeah this is this is mac miller's fifth studio album but if you include um all of his mixtapes mix tapes and, and other like full-length things that he's done under other names it would be his 17th wow um, so crazy. in a 10-year span, he's released 17 items and a live album, some wow. EPs and stuff. So he's he's a busy guy. Yeah. Uh, plus tours and stuff. Um, this, I think, signifies the longest gap between releases, though. Mm. Um, so like I said, this came out 2018. Uh, his previous album, The Divine Feminine, came out almost exactly two years prior. Okay. Just short, maybe a month. Um, so that's a long break for him. Most of his were like a year or less in between. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think we've said it before on this episode, and I'm sure you're very well aware, but this was his final release before he died on September 7th, 2018. Of an apparent drug overdose, right? It was, it was not apparent. They've, 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 re- they've released confirmed it. confirmed it. It's an, an accidental overdose mm. of a mix of some bad things. Mm. Um, so the album was out for just over a month before he uh, moved on, unfortunately. Wow. Uh, very sad. Very sad, yeah. Um, this album, unlike some of the other ones, is... More reflective and introspective, I think. Yeah, a little definitely. less braggadocious. Sometimes le- he's yeah. kind of like doing the "I'm the best." Like he doesn't yeah. obviously say that, but you know, like the right, the general. We kicking it. We're most dope. 
Yeah, like the general. A lot of rappers have that. Yeah, it's, like it's, say that type of thing. Yeah, it's it's common. It's not uh, not a bad thing. It's very very common. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he tends to change sounds on on each album. What he kind of raps about, and that's this is no exception. Yeah, after listening to the Define the Divine Feminine, which was his previous release, mm-hmm. and listening to this one too, it's very different. Some some similarities. But not completely similar, though. But if I heard a song off of that, I would say that's definitely... Like, if I heard a song off of The Divine Feminine and didn't know it was from there, I'd probably be able to say, oh, this is from The Divine Feminine, just based on the sound. Yeah. Whereas, if I heard a song from Swimming, didn't know it was from Swimming, I I could say, this sounds like it's off of Swimming. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yes, It's a weird way to phrase it. Um, This is his album that came out after he had some hard times, yep, uh, he had a, a DUI, which was pretty public, mm. uh, and then an even more public breakup with pop singer Ariana Grande. I'm just going to call her Ariana Grande from here on out, just a warning, because right, I for will, some reason uh, I do that. I will um, correct me sa- every time. I'll satiate everybody else's need for her to be called Ariana Grande. Yeah, I just for some reason I always say Ariana Grande. I don't know why. I know yeah. it's, I know it's not. I just love the, the I same, love that way. It's the same reason why you. Say other things incorrectly. Yeah. Because you just like to. Yeah. Like, anyways. Yeah. Anyways. They had broken up and they'd been uh, together for two years. Um, they've had a, they had a very public relationship in general because mm-hmm. they're both both very popular famous. public figures. Mm-hmm. Um, she's had some rough times, too. I mean, obviously. As of late, you mean? Uh, no, in general. Mm-hmm. Like, even when, I think it was when they were dating. Remember there was, in the UK, in London, there was a bombing at her concert? Oh really? Yeah. I didn't know that was her concert. That was her concert. Oh yeah, they don't. I think it might be more um, in the public sphere still in in London yeah. probably than yeah. here. I, would, I mean, I would assume so. But yeah, that was her. Wow, that's crazy. Um, after that. she broke up with Mac Miller, she got engaged to Pete Davidson from mm-hmm. SNL, and then they broke up. So she's had some rough times too. Yeah. Um. Anyways, <laughs> classic. <laughs> um, this album. Deals with a lot of hardships. It's hard to say how many songs were written and recorded before a lot of that things happened versus what was written and recorded afterwards. Yeah. Uh, because it was right around the time he was working on this album. So Yeah, and I mean, it seems like some of the songs were definitely written after their breakup. There's one where you think it definitely was. Yeah. But in an interview, he said it was not. Hmm, interesting. Um, self-care is what I'm referencing. Okay. All right. Um, this album, to move on from that, uh, the dark stuff, this album was nominated for Best Rap Album at the 61st Grammys last week. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, he lost to Cardi B. Yep. Um, I don't know her music too much, and I'm not going to smear her, uh, but methinks there was some politics involved. I think so. Uh, I watched the Grammys, and it was very... Grammys and award shows are usually criticized for two reasons, and and they're both involving inclusion. Yeah. Um, there's usually two groups that are not included. Women. And African Americans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it was very heavily women fronted this this Grammys. Really? Yeah. Not a bad thing. I'm all for for making everything the same. And I don't know if that was the reason or not that she won, but it seems like usually posh Smith releases get a little little more um a little more and they're more little, they hold a little more weight yeah yeah but it is what it is in the end the grammys are, are just an award show a lot of people yeah, who agreed. are rap fans dismiss the grammys in general because 
they they say that the the people who vote on the, the academy doesn't really they're not in touch with rap. Okay. Which very well could be. I don't know. Yeah. I would have liked him to win, but that's okay. Yeah, same here. And I mean, I I agree with you that like ultimately awards are just awards. Yeah. You know. And, and the end, at the end of the day, that's not what makes your music good. Yeah. If, if you're really curious though, uh, go watch Drake's acceptance speech for the best uh, best song he won for one of his songs. Really. He's talking about how he's like, yeah, this is just an award. It doesn't mean anything. He's like, you really are a winner if you get someone to listen to your music or if you get someone to pay to come to your show. That's the yeah. real win. It was a really cool speech, and then he got cut off like halfway through. <laughs> the Grammys cut him off. Oh, I don't know if that was on accident. I don't think it's so. It's all a conspiracy. It's all a ruse. My background with Mac Miller. Yes. Um, obviously, he would have been in the same graduating class that I was. Not mm-hmm. the same high school, uh, but the same city. Um, I was very aware of who he was because everyone knew who he was he in, was Pittsburgh. in Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, back in the day, but I didn't really listen to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew Wiz Khalifa, another uh, popular Pittsburgh rapper. Yeah. And I was kind of thought like, oh, Wiz Khalifa is the big rapper. Mac Miller's just the little guy in the shadow. <laughs> um, and my friend Jason loved Mac Miller. Yeah. Um, always telling me to listen to him. Um, and so finally, um, after I took Jason's recommendation to start listening to Kendrick Lamar, I was like, maybe I should listen to more of his recommendations. Yeah. Um, so at work, they had a box full of free CDs, and I found Mac Miller's first full length, which is called Blue Slide Park. Mm-hmm. I got it, put it on my computer, and then I sat on it and didn't listen for a long time. Yeah. Which is um, very common for you to do. It is. Uh, I usually will listen eventually, but I, I I just put it off for probably about two years. Really? I put it off for was a long time. that long? T- maybe a year. Okay. Uh, it was definitely before last spring. Um, okay. So it was at least a year. Um, anyways, fast forward to when Mac Miller passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had called Jason the Friday, the, the day Mac Miller died, to ask him a. He he, it's something irrelevant. I had to ask him a question for something. He's like, "Oh, I thought you were calling to ask me how what I was thinking about Mac Miller." I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Oh, he just passed away like this morning." I was like, "What?" It's crazy. It's super crazy. So I was given blood the very next day, that Saturday, and after I was done giving blood, I went to Grimey's and bought the new album Swimming by Mac Miller. Yeah. Brought it back and then I started listening to Blue Slide Park. And from there, I went back, got his first mixtape and I listened through the entire discography. Yeah. Uh, and it was a joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like all of his music, uh, but it is so different. Yeah. I can see how one person would be into the later half of his career versus the earlier half. It's yeah. very, almost like a different artist. Yeah, I think I think that's where I'm at with that. Because what, his, the first half of his career was kind of like party rap. A little bit, yeah. Or like frat boy rap or whatever. Yeah, we well, could, could say that. And then his later half of his career, or maybe not even half, the later last I mean, couple albums. From Blue Slide Park, the first one, it, it was a number one independent release on the Billboard Top 200, which is crazy to begin with. Yeah. Um, it got horrible reviews from critics saying it was like cheesy and, and right. dumb. I like it a lot. I think yeah. I think it's a cool one. But the very next album got dark. It's called Watching Movies with the Sound Off. And that's yeah. when he starts to talk about his drug use and like the, the dark stuff. Mm. And that one was well liked by critics and everyone alike and did well. Um, but enough about the past. Do you have anything else to say about that? Mm-mm. All right. Shall we dive in? We shall. We can dive in because we're all swimmers here. <laughs> all right. So let's uh, go track by track as we always do. Um, track do number that. one is called Come Back to Earth. And just a uh, uh, a precursor here. I didn't give any ratings, but no. I have four recommendations. Okay. I didn't four give favorites. any ratings or really any recommendations because I think the whole album's worth listening to. I agree. Um, Come Back to Earth, I think, is a great start to the album. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think it provides the listener 
uh, a good idea of what's to come, not only musically, but thematically. Yeah, definitely. Um, this album kind of follows a, not a, a narrative, but kind of a progression, I mm. think. A progression of, of him kind of doing his introspective thing. Yeah. Um, Sound-wise, this, this shows that it's not going to be an explosive album. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a little bit more it's, chill and laid back. Yeah, it's very, very laid back. Um, hardly any instrumentation on this first song. Yeah. Uh, a little bit more singing sometimes than rapping. And I don't know if there's yeah. any rapping on this song, actually. There might not be. And I would say that there's at least, on every single song, it seems like there's at least a singing part as opposed to the, just it just being rapping. Yes. Which I, I actually so. really enjoy. Yeah. This introduces the theme of swimming, which is recurring throughout the album. Yeah. Um, he says, uh, I was drowning, but now I'm swimming. Um and based on how swimming is going to pop up later, I think that has to deal with his struggle with drugs. Yeah. Uh, it could very... mean other things also, dealing with depression or dealing with hardships. Yeah. But I think in this album context, it's about drugs. Yeah, the introspective, um, like him trying to deal with his addiction to drugs and depression and like anxiety and whatnot is a very prominent theme throughout this whole album. Yes, it is. Um, which is normally, like you said, a lot of times conveyed by using the, the term swimming. Yeah. I really like the first line in the chorus. I'm just going to read it because I think it's cool. Okay. Um, he says, my regrets look just like texts I shouldn't send. Yeah. And I got neighbors who look like strangers. We could be friends. Yeah. I just need a way out of my head. Mm-hmm. I just need a way out. Kind of deep lyrics for a rapper. My head. Yeah. Um, let's move on to track number two, shall we? Let's do it. This is a rap song. <laughs> yeah. This is when you get to this, you're like, oh yeah, this is a rap album. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, this was produced by J. Cole. He's another good rapper. Yeah. And part of the song was co-written by Pharrell. Oh, really? Interesting, huh? Yeah, very interesting. I was thinking maybe he did the like the hook, perhaps, because mm. he's he's a pretty hooky guy. Yeah, for sure. Um, much more like beat driven than yeah. the past song. Um, well, yeah, because like, the last song was like very piano driven and ethereal. Like, it, his, like, uh, yeah, like atmospheric is a good word. Yeah, yeah. spacey. Yep. And this one is like a this clear, is a beat. defined boof, beat. Boof, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think this song's about changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he's like, I'm always saying I won't change. Um, I'm not the same. Yeah. So he has changed. Yeah. Um, he's like, shame on you. Yep, yep, shame on you. you. So I think it's him talking about changing in general. Yeah. Uh, it talks about hurt feelings, but it's good. It's a good song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I, I kind of want to say before we move on that a lot of these songs, we, it's, it's kind of like uh, the messages are all very vague. And unless we were able to sit down with Mac Miller and ask him about specifically what, like, what he was thinking about when writing these songs. We probably don't know the exact answer. We're just giving we, our... We can guess. We can guess. Yeah. But don't take our word as gospel. Our word's never gospel. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> if you're listening to us for gospel, <laughs> you need to check yourself, sir. Yeah. Or ma'am. Or ma'am. Don't let us judge. <laughs> um, track number three is called What's the Use? And this is my first recommendation. It is a great song. Um, I love this song the first time I heard it. Yeah. Like when I popped here. this CD into my CD player after Given Blood, I was, I was a half pint lighter... I was like, oh, this is an interest. Not what I expected from Mac Miller. Yeah. And then this song came on. I was like, really not what I expected from <laughs> Mac Miller. Um, it's very funky and very, very melodic. Funky and very melodic, yeah. Um, Thundercat, the renowned bass player, mm-hmm. um, plays bass on this. Yes. Uh, he's played bass on some Kendrick songs. Yep. And at one point in his he career, played he played for the Suicidal Tendencies. Really? Punk band. Yeah. Really? 
Crazy, huh? I did not know that about Thundercat. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, but he he mainly does like R and B, jazz, funk, soul, yeah. that kind of stuff. And Snoop Dogg is also on this song. Snoop and a guy named Sid S Y D. I think that's, mm. I don't know him, but they kind of do some background vocals. Yeah, you can kind of hear Snoop in the second and third chorus, and the the, very, yeah. the outro you hear him. It's so funny just to hear him. Yeah, uh, this song I believe is also about drugs and and drinking. Yeah, definitely is. Um, and trying to be sober and have like looking at other people's, uh, I don't want to say judgment, but other people's input perhaps mm-hmm. and your own input uh, and just struggling over it. So I'm going to read the chorus if that's okay. Yeah, that's I okay. think that gives some good insight. It does. definitely. Um, when you're thinking of the context of uh, drugs and alcohol, it makes mm-hmm. sense. I think. Yep. You can love it. You can leave it. They say you're nothing without it. Don't let them keep you down. What if I don't need it? There's just something about it. That just freaks me out. I just want another I just want another minute with it. F a little. What's the use? Never superficial. You gonna know it when it hit you. Get a little, little sentimental, sentimental when, when I'm, I'm off, off the, the juice. juice. Yeah. So the first part of it you can think maybe it's about our relationship or maybe not, but when he's talking about off the juice, yeah. it's like it's it's probably definitely it's gonna a be relationship about that. with drugs and alcohol. Yeah. What a good song, though. I it love really song. is. That bass line is just so incredibly catchy. You can really shake your hips and dance to this song. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's. you want to move on? Yeah. All right. This song is called Perfecto. Perfecto. Yeah. I wonder why he chose to say Perfecto instead of instead Perfect. Instead of Perfect. Maybe just a goofy know. choice. Who knows? Um, this is a, an interesting vibe to this. Another yeah. more rappy song. Yeah. Um, talks about how things look like they're perfect, but really might not be. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's about himself or about a relationship. Um, it's again vague, and you can kind of make yeah. your own yeah, attributions. Yeah, I think or, so. And I know. think I think throughout this song as well, there's that same line of uh, him kind of putting in through the lens of drugs and alcohol. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um, he brings up the swimming motif again. He says, "I'm treading water. I swear that if I drown, I don't care." Yeah. Uh, they call me from the shore. I need more. Yeah. Um, so he's. it sounds to me like he's trying to stay sober, but he's struggling real bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, trying not to drown. Yeah. But if he does drown, he won't care. Yeah. Right? So if he if he falls back into drugs... So yeah, so it's like he knows that it's not the right decision, but whenever he's tempting. on them, it's perfecto. Yeah. Can we move on? Yeah. Track number five is called Self-Care. I love I'd this say song. this might be, even though it's a little... Earlier in the album, I, this might be the centerpiece, I would say, of the album. Mm. Um, based on how it's the longest song, it's almost like two songs put together. Yeah. And it's, it's I wouldn't, I wouldn't a big disagree theme. with you at all about that. Um, this was a, a real popular one. I think I read on Wikipedia that it was the highest charting single. Mm, okay. um, it's got a crap ton of plays on Spotify. Really, really good. Um, got a really interesting music video. I don't know if you've watched it. Yeah, I have watched it, He's, yeah. he's like in a coffin buried and yeah. he like lights a cigarette and then he does the kill bill thing to break out of the coffin and yeah. digs his way out the one inch punch yeah it's a really interesting music video and then he digs his way out and then he it, that that's when the second part the second half i wouldn't even say second half it's like one the second third or the last third of the album i mean of the song <laughs> he falls out and he's um, kind of like float like falling and he's like floating and they're like there there's like explosions going on around him yeah very interesting music video strange music video but that, uh, like, like it, it does, I'd say two parts. I'm going to say there's two parts. Yeah, there are I'd say there's the self-care part and then the oblivion part. Yeah. Um, the self-care has got, like, a more, like, a faster beat. I don't want to say aggressive, but it's it definitely not sounds, aggressive. compared to, like, the second, the second part's a little bit more mellow. 
Um, but the first part, uh, he says that line, self-care, I'm treating me right. Yeah. Hell yeah. We're going to be, be all right. right. Yeah. Uh, the second part flips a switch, be and it's a completely different sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, much more like a chill. lot slower and like, <laughs> like double or almost double du- time, but half time. Almost like half time, yeah. yeah. I didn't know. I didn't, didn't know. know. Um, and he talks about being in oblivion. Yeah, um, which I would assume means like on, I would assume it means like on drugs. Yeah. This, by looking at the lyrics, I think this is him looking back and saying, I didn't know then, but I was stuck in oblivion. I was, mm-hmm. I, when I was on those drugs, I was in a dark place. I was stuck in oblivion. Yeah. So he's reflecting and saying that was a bad, like that was not a yeah. a good place to be. Um. So in the context of the whole song, self-care, it's all about in self-improvement and trying, and, and trying to work on then yourself. Isn't one of the lines in that oblivion part, like he says, but I know, like it feels essentially like, but I know it feels really good in oblivion. I think he says that. Something like that. But he's definitely reflecting on it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's just so catchy. I love that. It really is. Oblivion, yeah, yeah. Oblivion, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Lots yeah, of yeah. yes. Lots, Lots of yes all over this whole Lots album. Lots of yes. Definitely different yeah. from like a punk song, yes or woes. De- he could really fit into that one band, the yeah, yeah, yes. The yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he could front that band, you know what I'm saying? Um, let's move on to track number six, which is called Wings. Wings. I really like this song. Uh, I do too. It's a. Uh, it's super, like sparse, in terms of instrumentation. Yeah, it's real stripped back. Really stripped back. But I really like that. The second line, I think, sets the the tone for it. Yeah. Sets the message. He says, "I ain't broken no more." Yeah. Um. So, he's self cared enough to fix himself a little bit. He's like, "I got these are my wings." wings. Yeah. What do you think he's referring to with that? He's able to fly now. I don't know. No, but what just, are his wings? Like he says, these are my wings. I, and that's where, like... You don't need wings. Don't to really s- wings, you're in the air. You're not swimming, maybe. Yeah. Perhaps. But There's, there's other themes with, with being in, in the clouds and in the sky, mm-hmm. but those aren't positive. So yeah. we'll move on. <laughs> we'll move on. Yeah. Um, it's a good song, though. I really like it. I do want to point out one kind of little part in the song, one lyric that I thought was clever. Okay. Um. Before he said that I, I, I ain't feeling broken no more, the very first line in sa- the song says, I got a bone to pick like roses. Roses. And that's after that he talks about being broken. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe a few bars later, uh, you've, you've forgotten about that broken line. And he says, um, you can run till you slip on the sidewalk and the same bone you picked on break. That's a motif. That's a motif. So he like references that thing again. Yeah. And it says that's a motif, so it gets yeah. a little meta there. Yeah. It's just, I just thought that was funny that he recalled it and then let everyone else know that he like, recalled hey, it. I just I referenced what I said before. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. That's a motif. That's a motif. That's a motif. That's a motif. Um let's move on to track number seven, shall Sounds we? Sounds good. Ladders. This song is called Ladders, yeah. Another one of my favorite songs in the album. That's my second recommendation. Yeah, it's so good. Uh it starts out a little stripped back with him doing these melodies. Yeah. Uh which it, you end up finding out with the chorus. And then he yeah. does um half of a verse. And then the beat comes in, and yeah. it's again another like funky, really funky, jazzy. Yeah, and there are uh, like horns, like horns, like jazz horns, a nice bass line, trombone, dun, trumpet. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, yeah the horns are really cool in this song. Mm-hmm. It's a great song. Yeah. It's just got a, a nice melody. Whenever, whenever I first heard this song, I was like, "All right, another slow song." And then the beat dropped, and I was like, "Whoa, this is awesome!" <laughs> the first time I heard this one was before I listened to this album the whole way through. I saw him play this on Colbert. Oh, really? Uh, Stephen Colbert show, 
and I was like, I did the same thing. I was like, eh, this is okay. And then the the beat came. I was like, oh, nice. Yeah. You could um, also really dance to this song. You could. That Colbert performance was his last television performance really? before he passed away. Was it his and last live performance or just last li- television? At least live pro- television. I don't know if he did a show after that or not. Yeah. Mm. Um, on the song, the ladders could be a metaphor for a couple things. Um, mm. Maybe they could be a, a me- metaphor for self-improvement and then running into trouble. They could be a metaphor for la- uh, drugs because you're getting high. Yeah. Because um, when he talks about climbing up the ladders, you fall down. It seems like it could it be. It feels like so a- good right now. Yeah. But it all come, come falling down, down when the night, but it's light, turn the day. Yeah. Such a catchy song. Um, shall we move on again? Yeah. Track number eight is called Small Worlds, Small and Worlds. it is my third recommendation. It's a great song. Um, even though this album has like a, a real cohesive sound, which just fits into, I think this song is the most different sounding as a whole. You don't think 2009 th- is? Um, no, I think that fits in pretty well. Really? It's okay. it, like it sticks out as a really good song, but I think that fits in. In my mind, just the sound, like the vibe in this song. It's a, it's real chill, laid back, which fits into the album. But for some reason, I don't know if it's the production sound, but there's just something about yeah, it. Yeah, it's just maybe it's, I think maybe the guitar chords. Maybe I think it's it probably apart. that, because like for most of the songs, you don't really have guitar chords yeah. at all. And guitar chords courtesy of? John Mayer. Yeah, John Mayer. Crazy, right? Hilarious. I can't remember if it was Mac Miller talking about it. I think it was Mac Miller talking about it, talking about John Mayer coming in to hang out at the studio, and he was yeah. just showing him some of his stuff. Yeah. And they showed him this song, and they're like, Mac, uh, John Mayer's like, you got a guitar? Yeah. And Mac Miller's like, yes. <laughs> um, he said they had like 20 or 30, like a, a bunch of guitars, and like all the people in the, the studio were just like really excited to see which one he picked. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he picked a guitar and then played, uh, and then played, played on the song. What he played on the song? Play, yeah. play a Fender. If I'd, I, I would assume I so. It John Mayer always plays a Fender, and this sounds, sounds like a Fender. Like a Fender yeah. Yeah. This song is a really catchy, chill song. Yeah. The world is so small till it ain't. Till it ain't. Till it ain't. Till it ain't. I'm building up a wall till it break. Till it break. Till it break. Till it break. Such a catchy song. The chorus is great. The verses are great. It's just kind of like about him talking about problems. The world's smaller, obviously. Um, I really like the the line in one of the verses where he says, "You never told me being rich was so lonely. Nobody know me. me. Oh well, hard to complain this from this five, five star, star hotel. hotel." Yeah. So he's like, obviously he's feeling lonely, maybe depressed or something. And then he's, he's like, like, he's like, nobody really knows me. And then he's like, looking, he's like, but I'm rich and I've I've got this five star hotel. How how do I have the right to complain? Yeah, it's a catch twenty two. Yeah, it's kind of weird because in that situation, I feel like he definitely does have a right to complain about it. You know, I mean, even even if you have money, it's not like you have all your problems figured out. Yeah, he doesn't have his together. Yeah, together, together. Get my together, together. Want to move on to track number nine? Yeah, this song is called Conversations Part One. No part two. We who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe I really hope that he recorded. Maybe some he stuff. has a bunch of other stuff recorded, and they're gonna release that at some point. Like Tupac. What happened with that? It just kept releasing stuff after he really? died. Just because he had a so lot much of recorded. stuff. Yeah, really? wow. crazy. Prince has a, st- a bunch of stuff he never released. Oh, yeah, and he's not going to release any of it. Well, maybe the estate of Prince will. Yeah. Who knows? He planned to just kind of keep it to himself. He's got a whole vault In of his stuff. vault, yeah. <laughs> All right, Conversations part one. Part one. This is a, an interesting song. Kind of a chill beat, uh, but it's definitely more rappy than some of the other ones. Yeah. Again, it's a rappy song. It kind of seems like he has like a rap song and then a couple uh, non-rap like focus songs and then back to a rap song. So it's a, a nice... Um, what's a, a sequencing? Mm-hmm. A nice sequencing. 
Um, this kind of seems like it's talking about his career trajectory a little bit. He's like, little, yeah, I think so. I don't want to say bragging, but he's like talking about like I'm I'm up here, like uh, like I'm yeah. I'm solid. Like he says, one of the lines is like he says, "We're we don't speak the same language. Like we're yeah. not even on the same. We're on planet. the same planet. You don't speak the same language." Yeah. Uh, but later on, it almost seems like he's taken like like he's put himself up saying this is where I'm at, and then it seems like he's giving advice to somebody. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna read an entire verse right here because yeah, I love fine. this verse. Um, so this is what I think he's talking to someone, giving them advice. He says, "Swear your life is basic. All you do is sit around the house. You getting faded. That ain't entertaining. You missing every single shot that you ain't taken. Hey kid, you could use a little bit of your imagination. If you can, uh, it can do you right. Improve a life you busy wasting. Said it's your money if you make it. Otherwise, it's just a conversation. Yeah." So if you just, if it's all you are is talking, you never like follow your dreams or do whatever you want to do. Yeah, do something. That's all it is. Just talk. Just yeah. a conversation. Mm. Good song. Very good song. Yeah. Um, moving on to track number 10, which is again, not a rap song, but a different song. Yeah. The song's called Dunno. Dunno. Uh, it's my last recommendation. It's a good song. Uh, it's mainly just like chords, like these chords on a synth or something, mm-hmm. electronic sounding chords and him, and then... A little bit of a beat comes in, and then some more instrumentation builds up. Uh, I think this song's about Ariana Grande. Yeah, I believe it's about Ariana Grande. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's reminiscent. I mean, it definitely is. Yeah. It has to be. Maybe it's not, but I think it is. There's no way it's not. Yeah. Because, oh, like, one of the lines he talks about, like, her, like, you, whenever you hit my weed, you were coughing or yeah. something like and that. And she's very, like, not drug, very yeah, anti-drug. Another line is, like you said, it's so cute that you want to be like me. Yeah. He's, he's mentioning these real specific instances, but then yeah. it seems like each verse says, wouldn't you rather get along? So obviously yeah. that those were in the past. Wouldn't you rather get along? Yeah. Um, it's just such a catchy song. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a Spotify session where he recorded this song. It was basically just a guy playing piano and him singing. Yeah. And I think that version is way better than the one they put on the album. Really? I just love that because... If you just listen to the, the the way the guy's playing the piano and how he does the ornamentation and like does the dynamic shifts and how he switches up the song, it's just it gets big and small and ornamented and yeah. just it's he brings a lot of dynamic to yeah. just having a piano part. I think even the vocal sounds better on that mm. one. It's just really really good rendition. So if you got Spotify, listen on there. If you don't, look it up on YouTube. Type in yeah, Mac Miller Spotify you. sessions it's on YouTube. Yeah. Really really good. Um, moving on to track number eleven. This song's called Jet Fuel. Jet Fuel. Another rappy song. I'd Rappy say. song, definitely a song about drugs, I believe. For sure. Um, um, he, he says another reference to swimming again uh, mm-hmm. in a negative form. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, now my head underwater, but I ain't I in the getting, shower and I ain't getting baptized. Getting baptized. Yeah. Uh, so he's doing drugs yeah. uh, based, based on what I think swimming is. Yeah. Um, and he talks about how, like it'll stop whenever he's out of jet fuel, but he but never he runs, never out, of runs jet out of jet fuel. Yeah, so it, he's going to keep going. And he's going to be flying high in the plane in his yeah. jet fuel. So that's uh, not positive, but he's no. honest. But yeah, 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 he's being honest about it, though. Shall we move on to 2009? Yeah. Track number 12, 2009. Fantastic song. Um, this has about a minute-long orchest- like orchestral intro. Yeah, it's awesome. Really, really beautiful sounding. Yeah. Uh, and that surprised me when I heard it for the first mm-hmm. time. Same here. I was like, oh, Why is this, what is this? this here? And then that kind of fades away, and this piano and drum mm-hmm. beat come in, and he starts singing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it ain't 2009 no more. He's kind of comparing where he is right now in his career so to 2009, 2009, right yeah. before um, his breakthrough mixtape Kids came yeah. out. Because that came out in 2010. 
Um, so it's right before he got big, kind of like wondering, like, should I do this? Like, what's what, what's going to be my career, even though he's yeah. in high school, to now. Yeah. It's not 2009 anymore. He knows what's behind that door. He knows what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. It's, it's not a mystery anymore. Yeah. And I like how later in the song he, like, reminisces, or maybe not reminisces, but, like, asks the question, um, like, maybe I should have taken a simpler route. Yeah. Instead of having demons that's as big as my house. Yeah, so he, he chose a route that would uh, that would bring him all these demons, all these struggles. And right before he says that line, he makes another swimming reference. Hmm. He says, <coughs> yeah, <laughs> you got to jump in to swim. Yeah. So meaning you got to start that career trajectory to have the struggles with drugs, to, yeah. to, to be in a place where you got demons that are as big as a house. Yeah. Um, so I just, I feel like that's, just an interesting um, thing to kind of ponder about. Like how he's like, maybe I should have just had a job and like gone home to a, a wife and a kid or something like that instead mm-hmm. of this terrible, treacherous route that I've chosen. Yeah. You know, it seems it's interesting. You watch very introspective. He did a NPR. Well, NPR has a series called Tiny Desk Concert where they, yeah. they invite uh, musical artists to come in and play on a tiny desk, essentially. Yeah. And he's got a small ensemble of players, Mac Miller, and he sings this song along with a couple others. Uh, but if you watch him singing this, he's like sitting there, like kind of like stroking his chin. And he looks like he's like... Like he's really into it. He looks like it's like written on the spot the way he's singing it. Like, yeah. like it looks like he's ad-libbing almost, even yeah, though it's not. Yeah, yeah. Like he's, it looks like he really feels what he's saying. Yeah. Um, anything else to say about that one? Mm-mm. Just that it's awesome. It's awesome. And... It seems like there's some resolution. Like he's like, I, I, I'm coming to terms with where I'm at now. Yeah. And it seems like that would be a really good album closer, right? Mm. But there's, one. there's one more song called So It Goes. Yeah. Uh, and this one kind of dispels the resolution a little yep. bit uh, and brings it back to real life. Yeah. Which I think was a bold move, an honest move. Definitely um, an honest move. Because he could have ended on 2009 and it would have been fine. It would have been great. Yeah, it would have been a fantastic uh, Album closer. But So It Goes kind of keeps it a little bit more realistic. Um, according to Lyric Genius, the site that I like to look on, we talked about before, um, So It Goes is a... In reference to some book? Kurt Vonnegut. Uh, yeah. Slaughterhouse-Five, I think it was. But So yeah. It Goes is a term that's used for when people die. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so kind of it dark. And he says So It Goes a lot. Um, and this it's, it's more of the term, it seems to me, is used as like a way, as an acceptance of death. Like after someone dies, you say, So, so It goes. goes. So It Goes. That's just the way it is, you know. And in this song, it seems like he references like that his problems are cyclical, like it's going to come around yeah. again. So he knows that, and so, so it goes. goes. It's going to so what will be will so be. Say la vie. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting production because it's got like those picked dun, strings. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Um, and you know how I said um, "Small Worlds" as a whole was the biggest outlier. Mm-hmm. I think the outro on this song is the biggest outlier. Yeah. It's this grand synthy movement like i don't know what what to call it but it, it like that when i heard that i was like this doesn't sound like anything else on the album it's just like this really beautiful sounding synth part and it, yeah. it closes it the rest of the song fades out and that's left playing and it's just it's big and awesome sounding real pleasant and pleasing yeah and it's just so nice yeah so i, I don't know if like maybe that symbolizes that he's come to terms with what's his problems or like yeah how he has to deal with them maybe i don't know i did read online that uh the night he passed away, he mm-hmm. tweeted about this song, and then it was deleted later. Really? Um, you can do some research into that if you, if you really want, but I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm. Um, but that's Mac Miller's Swimming, a great yeah, album. I think it should have uh, won the Grammy, but 
I think it deserved too, but it's Grammy nominated, which I is really, still fun. I really hope it, that the politics weren't why it didn't win, but politics usually drive award shows in Hollywood and yeah. stuff. But it's that's fine. It is what it is. Yeah, um, it's just an award. Like Drake said, uh, if you're making art and people are paying attention, that's and that's all that matters. That's yeah. the win. That's the I big agree. win. I definitely agree about with that. Yeah. Um, anything else to say about the beer? How, how do you think it uh, has um, evolved as it warms up? <laughs> Let me give it another try real quick. I think it's got um, a little bit of head retention and lacing more than I thought it would. Usually it dissipates, but it's it's kind of hanging on there a little, little yeah. pretty well. I uh, guess. It almost seems a little less flavorful in general. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Then even when it was colder. Yeah. <laughs> which um, I, I thought it would kind of taste a little bit worse. Here is a good challenge to do. If Well, if you're in Nashville, there's one specific beer that... You could try against any of the American light beers, and you can definitely tell the difference, like what a lager is supposed to taste like. What would that be? That's the Nashville Brewing Company lager. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Um, what would be a, a like a, a widely produced one? Widely for produced one? Let's, let's think of a good, like a really solid lager. You think of any German-style lagers. How about that? Yeah. If you, if you if find any German-style lager. Is it like maybe your local brewery? Has a German style lager or something like that. Um, there's a brewery called Urban Chestnut, based out of um, Missouri, I believe. Missouri. They're from oh Saint Saint Louis, Saint Louis, Missouri. Um, they've got a German style lager called the Zwickel. Yeah. Uh, if you can find that, it's a beautiful lager. Yeah. Uh, compare that to this. Yeah. And see what you and, just see. What you think grain wise and 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 like the what sweetness. You'll, what I believe you'll realize is that think about uh, the flavor of lagers in terms of tiers. Like tier one, tier two, tier three, tier oh, four, I tier you meant five, like, or like depths or something like that. I thought you meant like crying tears. No, no, like T E I R S. I'm so sad. <laughs> this lager. <laughs> this is this probably has people's tears in it. Yeah. This Miller High Life. High Life. Because <laughs> you know they're not living the high life. Anyway, back to my analogy, or is it an analogy that I'm doing right now? Yeah, I'd say so. Tears. Uh, analysis. Yeah, back to my analysis of, or if you're trying a good lager and then you're trying an american like light lager the american light lager is going to have like one tier of flavor or like one tier of depth it's going to be very one-dimensional single note that's all you're going to taste and then if you have the example that i put forth the nashville brewing company lager that's going to have multiple flavors multiple tiers of depth yeah and its body is going to be much more full this is this beer is just empty. It's lacking substance. It's not bad for what it is. No, I like. I, I, but there are just better loggers out there. Yeah. I like. There's this one um, music venue we like called uh, the Basement East, and yeah, right near it is, is a uh, a place called the Crying Wolf, where it's like the a bar Wolf, restaurant. Yeah. You can get a like a Miller High Life for like two bucks. Yeah, I would so get. Like, why not? Yeah, why not have that in a burger? You know? Yeah, it's a good beer. Have that with wings. That's fine. It's exactly what you expect. They do it well. Yeah. There are certain times when you just want a. Crappy beer. Oh, I don't even say crappy. You just want a... You want an American light lager. Sometimes. An American lager, yeah. Just yeah. A, like an American macro lager. That's, yeah. That, you get what you get. Yeah. They're very you consistent. Get, you get what you pay for. Anyways, um, looking forward to next week. Uh, I will be reviewing the album by Arctic Monkeys called... Yes. Whatever they say I am, that's not. that's what I am not. 
Whatever yeah. they say I am, that's what I am not. I believe that's what it's called. So it's their debut album. I know yes. that. And you will be listening to... The Vandals? Yeah. And the album is called Hitler Bad Vandals Good. <laughs> Easy to remember. <laughs> Funny. It's true. I, it's very true. Yeah. I mean, hey, they're just speaking the truth. Normally when you're talking about bad and good, that's pretty uh, subjective. Mm-hmm. But in this case, I feel like that's objective enough. Fairly <laughs> objective, yeah. <laughs> All right, um, let's uh, let's finish our beers and sign off. Yeah, as we always say on American Brews and Tunes. She better be Once again, my name is Stephen Johnston, and my name is Jesse Titus. My name Mac Miller. Here's a theme song. You know it's not a mean song. It's a good song, just as it should song, American Brews and Tunes. Shibbity-beeby-day!